You're listening to Under the Sun Podcast. Get ready for interviews with guests that are experts and enthusiasts in all kinds of fields and topics where we discuss a little bit of everything. Everything? Everything. What about everything? You heard it, folks. Nothing is off limits. If it's under the sun, we're talking about it. And now, the dawn of discourse, the connoisseur of conversation, the chief of chit-chat, your host, Evan Dixon. Hello, hello there, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the podcast. So this episode is going to be a little different. I will not be having a guest on because of the particular topic I'm going to be talking about today. So today, I want to break down the Josh Whedon Justice League cut. Today is March 3rd, I believe. And for those of you who don't know, the Zack Snyder Justice League cut is coming out in like two weeks. It comes out March 18th. And I will be having a guest on who, and we will be talking about um, what we thought about it. And we will also be talking about the Whedon cut. And we'll be talking about the Snyder cut. And we're just going to be basically comparing the two and giving it a review. Excuse me. But just in case I don't get to... Uh, review the Whedon cut I want to with him because it is going to be a long episode because the Snyder cut is four hours long so it might take us in, in like two hours to break it down I'm not sure but just in case I don't get to break down the Whedon cut the way I want to I wanted to create this episode so I can give you guys my full review for the Josh Whedon Justice League cut so basically what I want to do is you know, review it, say what I liked about it, if there's any, to be honest, guys. Like, if you've seen it, it's just a terrible film. But there are certain things I did like about it, and then I want to talk about the bad things, and then I'll just come back and, like, review it as a whole. I'll probably give it a rate out of 10 as well. So, uh, yeah, with that out of the way, let's get into it. So, Justice League came out in November 2017, and I remember being very excited for this film, but there was definitely some controversy over it just before it came out. So, how this came to be... So, Zack Snyder, who directed the first uh, two movies of the DCEU, in a.k.a. the DC Cinematic Universe. So, he directed the first two movies. He directed Man of Steel, and then he directed Batman v Superman. So, he was on his way to direct his third film, Justice League. And... What happened is he had to step down uh, a little bit before the movie came out. And I'll never forget when it happened either. It was April 2017. I was a sophomore in high school. I was at my track banquet. And I just get all these news pop-ups and all this. And Zack Snyder, unfortunately, had to step down. Because my, my thoughts and prayers go out to the Snyder family. But he had to step down because his daughter i think his name is autumn don't quote me on that but his daughter unfortunately committed suicide which is so sad and my thoughts and prayers go out to his family and um yeah so he had to step down and who stepped in is josh whedon and a lot of fans actually were kind of hyped about this so for for those of you who don't know josh whedon He's not a bad director. He directed the first two Avenger movies. He directed Avengers 1 and 2, which were actually pretty good, right? Like, yeah, they were really good. 
So some fans were kind of stoked about this because the DCEU was kind of in a weird state at the time. Um, there was a lot of controversy over the first two movies. Like, a lot of people thought it was too dark. Like, there wasn't enough jokes. It was really dark, which is kind of true. I wouldn't say necessarily Man of Steel was, but Batman v Superman was super dark. Very dark, but I, I never had a problem with it. I liked it. And from what we got from Zack Snyder when he was filming it, it was kind of going to be the same way. Like, it was, it was still kind of, it was going to be this dark movie. So when he stepped down and Josh Whedon came in, he said he was going to do some reshoots and finish the movie and make it a lighter toned movie, kind of like a Marvel movie. So some fans were kind of excited about this. Some critics were too. And then there were other fans that were like, very concerned about it because one like it's two directors and a lot of us were concerned and this was one of my concerns as well where the movie was just going to look like two different movies it wasn't going to look like one like you know it's kind of hard for two directors to direct one movie it's it's very rare in hollywood and just any movie period where there's two directors and they agree on the same thing and they create one movie that has one vision and it just works out perfectly. I can't think of an example, but I can think of an example where it didn't work. Most recent is Terminator Dark Fate that came out in 2019, I believe. There was James Cameron, the director of Avatar, and Tim Burton. I think it's Tim Burton? I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But his first name does start with Tim. They weren't two directors, but they were two producers and they both directed like you know, James Cameron directed Avatar and Tim was known for other movies. I think he directed Deadpool. I'm pretty sure he directed Deadpool. Don't get me wrong. I or don't quote me on that. I don't think his name's Tim Burton. I know who Tim Burton is. I don't think it's Tim Burton, but it starts with a Tim. Okay, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Anyway, they were two producers and they just wanted Terminator Dark Fate to go in two different directions. So they tried to collab it. And it just obviously didn't work out. Like, I didn't think Terminator Dark Fate was a good movie at all. Like, it was okay, but you can just tell, like, both directors had two different visions, and they just wanted to collab it together. And it just didn't work out. So, so the other, like, the other fan base, like, this presented a problem for them. Because, like, you know, for a lot of movie critics like me and stuff, it's, it's important to at least have a solid story. Regardless of if I have bias towards the movie or I don't or I think I'm going to like it or I don't, I just, that's the one thing I look for is a consistent plot and a vision. If it doesn't, then it just, it's not a good movie. It really just isn't. Yeah, so anyway, Josh stepped in, he directed the movie, he made it more light, and then, you know, you put all that together and you get the Josh Whedon Justice League. Okay, now let's get into what I liked about it and what I didn't like about it. So, what I didn't like about this is that, you know, you can... It actually, the plot was kind of consistent. like that. So, that was my biggest concern, going back to what I said. I was just afraid it was going to be all over the place and it had different visions and stuff. And you can barely tell. You can barely tell. Like, you can kind of... Josh kind of actually did a good job of trying to, like, finish Zack Snyder's vision for what he wanted for the movie. It was still shit, though. It was terrible, and I didn't like it, but this movie kind of did look like it was directed by one person. Kind of. You can kind of... 
Where you can tell things went wrong is the reshoots, but we'll get into that later because that's just a whole thing in itself. So what I liked about this was Barry Allen, uh, Ezra Miller's Flash, a.k.a. He single-handedly carried this movie. He didn't necessarily have a lot of character development, though. But, I mean, dude, a character doesn't have to have, like, great character development to be a great character, which is weird to say, but it's true. Like, Ezra Miller's Flash is perfect for Flash on the big screen. You can just tell, like, what Zack was going for. He was going for, like, Barry Allen is just this young kid, like, kind of in high school who's very smart, but he doesn't know what the hell he's doing, and he's kind of scared of the world, and he's like this sheep in the Justice League. And he just kind of follows, like, Diana and or Wonder Woman and Batman, like, through the movie. And I just think that's perfect. I think that's what a perfect Flash would be to start off with. Because that just leaves him so much room for character development in his, in his upcoming solo film. And he's the comic relief of the movie, per se. Like, dude, the guy's funny, and he just, he just, he just gets jiggy with it for lack of a better term, the whole movie. Like, dude, I would watch Barry Allen all day, and I cannot wait for his solo film. It's going to be great. So, yeah, I did like him. That was... Barry carried the movie, or Ezra Miller. He carried that entire film. I also did like this one scene where they where Superman awakes, and um, he's taking on the whole Justice League, and then there's this slow-mo... Um, there's this slow-mo scene where Barry is running fast, but it's in slow motion, and Superman can kind of see it and react with Barry. Like, it kind of just shows off how powerful Superman can be without him even doing anything. It's basically... It's basically just a perfect scene. Like, it's the only scene in Justice League that I really like. The rest of it is just... Ugh. And I think that's it. Like, I'm not trying to nitpick here, but I just don't think there's anything else in Justice League that I really liked. Okay, so strap in, because now let's get to the bad stuff. And there is a lot, my friends. It's just terrible. So, the biggest problem with this movie is character development. There is no character development, actually. There's barely any. The biggest character development, like, in the film is just so unfortunate the biggest character like development that the characters have in the movie is bruce wayne's batman ben affleck's batman and gal gadot's wonder woman which is just so unfortunate because they already had their own movie like bruce wayne had plenty of character development time in batman v superman and he did he he came along great but it carries over in this film where it's just so unnecessary. So you can you can see like he feels bad for what he did in Batman v Superman and now he's just trying to re he's just trying to like erase it and like try to do good and stuff. And then like with Diana, it's the weirdest character development. So so Wonder Woman, she got her own film in 2016. So she was in Batman v Superman for a bit, but she didn't have much character development. And then fast forward to 2016, she gets her own film, and she, which is a great film. Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman was fantastic. It was great. But her character development from that one kind of carries over into Justice League, which doesn't make sense. So in 
So in Josh Whedon's Justice League, Diana is still trying to get over Steve Trevor, which is her boyfriend in Wonder Woman. And it's just not believable at all. And it's so dumb and so unnecessary. Like, we're supposed to believe that after a hundred years that Diana Prince is still trying to get over Steve Trevor. And it's, I don't know. Maybe maybe do that in Wonder Woman 2 where it's supposed to take place in the 80s and stuff. But, like, it doesn't make sense to carry over that kind of character development for Diana. It just doesn't. Like, where you should have worked on your character development is with Cyborg, Aquaman, and Flash. Because they haven't been in any of the movies yet. They made small two-second cameos in Batman v Superman. So they have zero character development. So you have two hours to develop at least three characters, three characters, and then maybe work on Bruce and Diana, you know? And I just don't understand how Josh missed that or how anyone missed that. Like, we already know, like, Bruce, where he's trying to go. We all know where Diana's trying to go. Like, we all know, like, what their motives are. But they're still, like, the whole movie... They're still focusing on Bruce and Diana. So that, that that's my that's one of the biggest problems I have with the film because Aquaman has no character development. Zero. He's he's this guy at the beginning of the movie where he's he's just gone away from Atlantis for some unknown reason, and he also is like hiding from humanity. He's hiding from both Atlantis and humanity. And he just lives in this small town of like 500 people and he helps them out because no one else will and then steppenwolf later in the movie like the second act he comes steppenwolf comes to atlantis to retrieve the mother box and then he just flips a switch he talks to amber heard amber heard's um, mira and then and then then 20 minutes later he starts helping the justice league for no reason like i that's it. That's all the character development that Aquaman has. And it's just so lacking and it shows and it's 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 just dumb. It really is, guys. And unfortunately, I'm not done. I wish I was, but... Okay, let's move on to Flash. Like I said, this guy steals a movie. Ezra Miller did great and stuff. But he has no character development. He's just this guy that is there to make jokes and shit that is it and it's sometimes and most of his jokes hit but i mean you can't have a character that is funny but no character development that's not how a fucking film works guys so he the only character development like flash has is that he doesn't know what he wants to do he's trying to impress his dad at the beginning of the film Flash's dad's like, go, go get a job, go do something or whatever. And then at the end of the movie, he comes back, he gets a job at like, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, I'm sorry, <laughs> Star Labs. And then he goes back to the jail and he shows his dad. And then he also like, he doesn't imply he's in the Justice League, but he does feel a little more complete since he's a part of something now. Yeah, just shallow character development like that. And now let's get to the final character, Cyborg, which I was so rooting for. This this is what pulled me into the movie. I was so excited for Cyborg 
because I read a couple articles, and while Zack Snyder was making the film before he stepped down, he said something along the lines of, this is basically going to be a cyborg solo film with a Justice League thrown in there. And guys, listen, I was stoked for that. Because, I mean, dude, who wouldn't want that? Cyborg is a great character. I haven't seen Ray Fisher in anything, which is the guy that plays Cyborg. I haven't seen him in anything, but I've seen the trailers, and he looked good as Cyborg. The CGI looked the CGI looked good. I was very excited for Cyborg. That was the most favorite character I was excited for. I've always loved Cyborg as a kid. Like, dude, he's literally half man, half Cyborg. Like, he's the coolest fucking character ever. And he plays football. He's a jock. Like, he's, he's so cool. And it just saddens me. Because you can just tell, like, he was almost completely written out of the story. The guy has zero character development. And it just sucks, man. And here's the reason why Zack Snyder was going for... It's basically going to be a solo film with Cyborg in it. Or a Cyborg solo film with the Justice League in it. So the entire plot that revolves around the Justice League movie is the mother boxes. You have these three mother boxes that are power. They are literally like the infinity stones of Marvel, right? And Cyborg was created by one of the mother boxes. So you can kind of see where Zack Snyder was trying to go for this. Like you can kind of see like Cyborg is trying to figure out who he is and why he came to be, why he has all this power and what to do with it. And I was so excited for it because you can see it in the trailers and Zack Snyder has a social media called Vero or something. Vero. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. That's kind of where he drops all his Easter eggs, by the way. If you want to go find him on Vero, I think it's a great follow, guys. Because he literally releases all his, like, photos from the set or, like, certain Easter eggs that, like, fans kind of point out and they directly ask him if they're true. And he'll answer yes or no. It's so cool. I don't have a Vero, but definitely go follow it. <clears throat> but um yeah I was very excited for Cyborg and he just doesn't have any character development like he you can Josh Whedon he kind of scratches a surface with it you can kind of tell he's struggling with like am I a monster or am I a gift from God am I a creation and he kind of he kind of fights with his dad a little bit and then he gets on the same side he has a little bit of character development but definitely not as much as anyone was anticipating and yeah so that's one of my biggest problems with like the josh whedon cut there's just no character development which is so weird because he directed the first two avenger movies and you know it's kind of hard to you know develop characters when there's over seven or eight on screen at a time. But, dude, he pulled it off twice. And then he couldn't pull it off with, like, five characters? I, I don't know. So, yeah, that's one problem. The other problem is the villain, Steppenwolf. He... <sighs> what is there to say about Steppenwolf? We were all very stoked for this villain. So he's supposedly the uncle of Darkseid who is the baddest motherfucker in the in the DC universe. He's basically the Thanos of DC universe, right? And Steppenwolf, who is the 
villain in Justice League is supposedly the uncle of Darkseid. So this guy's supposed to be very powerful, very menacing, right? And he is just the complete opposite of it. He is just awful. And I'll tell you why. So one is the way he looks. So he's a CGI character and he just looks god awful. He looks... He doesn't even look menacing. And I think he's like seven or eight feet tall in the film. Don't quote me on that. But he's at least six feet. He's like six to eight feet in the film. So he's kind of taller than most of the characters. But he is just not menacing at all. He is just this weird, terrible CGI guy. He looks like a hundred-year-old wrinkled like alien or something. I, I don't know. Guys, go look up a photo, or I'm sure you've seen him. You can, you know what I'm talking about. But he is terribly CGI'd, and he doesn't look menacing at all. That's my first problem. The second problem is he never proves in the film why he's such a menace. Like... There's there's a backstory in the Justice. There's a back scene. Uh, there's a scene in Justice League where there's a backstory for Steppenwolf, and they make him out to be this completely menacing, end-worlding guy who lives on a planet that literally just breathes nothing but death, right? But he just doesn't seem like that at all. He's supposed to be this badass character that'll do anything to destroy planets and get the mother boxes and make these worlds fall or whatever. But he's just not that way at all. He's very he was very easy to take down and honestly, like he didn't even fight a lot. It was mainly his parademons that did all the work. He had the parademons literally do all the work, and that's kind of who the Justice League fights the whole time. Like, I guess they fight Steppenwolf a little bit but literally like the end battle <laughs> the end battle like the whole league fights him for a probably combined five minutes and then he kind of defeats himself so his parademons feed on fear or whatever which is just kind of dumb but his servants his parademons feed on fear and he kind of got scared of like the Justice League or whatever it was something like that. And then his parademons feed on him because of and on his fear. Dude, you can't be this menacing villain if you're afraid of something and then you literally just destroy yourself, if you know what I mean, you know? That doesn't make any sense. Like imagine if Thanos Imagine Thanos, the most badass character in the MCU, like just got scared of something. Or like one of the Avengers and then you know as he's snapping his fingers trying to wipe out half of the half of the universe he he just focuses on his fear accidentally at his at that time like he has a thought of fear and he accidentally snaps his fingers and he kills himself like he makes himself fade away like like imagine if that's how Endgame ended like Thanos became afraid of the Avengers or he had a fearing thought and he snapped his fingers and then he just made himself vanish he killed himself that'd be a shitty ending right like that, that'd be terrible like that's like saying the avengers second-handedly like did something they didn't do something firsthand but they made thanos fearful and then he just died by his own demise which it's just dumb i don't like that like i like how he, the avengers first hand defeated thanos and now going back to justice league 
Steppenwolf defeats himself, man. Like, he's scared of the League because they're supposedly so powerful, which, by the way, the movie just doesn't prove at all. They just don't prove it. Like, they literally come together in the last five minutes, and they kick Steppenwolf around for, like, five minutes. And then he becomes scared. And then his own parademons feed on his fear. And then he just dies. The Justice League first-handedly didn't do anything. He, they just second-handedly killed Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf technically killed himself in that film. Dude, who wants that? That's no fucking fun, man. Like, that's just so boring. Seriously, the Justice League just stood there while the parademons fed on him. That's it. End movie. Roll credits. And I just thought that was so dumb. I was really looking for... One thing I do like about Zack Schneider is that he kind of does go for the dark... He kind of goes for the dark themes and the gory stuff. Some people... Some fans have a problem with that. I don't. I was kind of hoping, like... Diana or Aquaman was going to take their sword and then like decapitate Steppenwolf. That would have been badass. That would have been completely dark, but dude, that would have been completely badass. So yeah, I I thought Steppenwolf was a fucking fraud and like he was just not a worthy villain at all. I thought it was dumb. Okay. Now that we got that on the way, let's go on to the reshoots. So when Josh Whedon stepped in, like I said before, he did some reshoots. He wanted to make the movie more light and enjoyable and fun for kids, right? Well, with that, um, all the actors had to come back and do reshoots, and it was just a disaster. So what happened is Henry Cavill, the guy that played Superman, he was filming Mission Impossible 6 at the time, and his character in Mission Impossible 6 has a giant mustache. And, you know, during that time... Henry had to come back and, you know, film his Superman scenes. And because of that, they had to CGI out his mustache. Like, like Henry couldn't shave it because he had to deal with Paramount at the time. So he couldn't shave the mustache. So they had to, like, put some green tape over it and CGI it out. And it, guys, and I'm sure you've noticed it if you've seen the movie, it looks god-awful. You can definitely tell, man. You can tell in the scene where... The two kids are doing like their podcast and they're asking Superman questions. And then it shows up again when it shows up again when he's talking with Lois at the farm. And then it shows up again when he comes back to life and he's fighting Bruce. Guys, it's so noticeable. And I'm sure you all already knew that. And that's probably the worst part you'd hate about the film, which I totally get. It was just god awful. And it's so funny and sad because Warner Brothers, dude, it it doesn't, it's not a cheap thing to CGI out an entire fucking mustache. I don't know the, I don't know the true cost of it, but I know it was well over millions of dollars to fucking CGI out a stupid mustache, man. A stupid mustache. It was, it was just terrible. That was just god awful. And here's also what I didn't like about Superman. You guys know I'm, like, the biggest Superman fan. So I might be biased, but I really don't think I am. I did not like Superman in this in this movie at all. I thought it was dumb. And before I get into it, like, I kind of just want to get into what I think Zack Snyder and all of them should have done with Justice League. Or, like, everything after Batman v Superman. Because I think, like, the way I wanted it to go is a pretty, like, 
fair deal, to be honest, and it would be a great way for the DC Extended Universe to, like, continue on with their movies. So, as you guys know, at the end of Batman v Superman, Superman dies. Doomsday kills him. That was a controversial move. A lot of people were like, what the fuck? Dude, honestly, I was down with it. Like, that's the thing I like about Zack Snyder, dude. He fucking takes risks. And he just does controversial moves. And, dude, I love it. Some of them pay off. Some of them don't. But most of them pay off. I was all I was all down for you to kill Superman. Because, I mean, guys, that's a direct thing from the comics. That's how Superman dies. Doomsday kills him. So, some fans saw it coming. Some were like, eh. But I thought it was a great idea. What I didn't like is that you at the you you kill him off, you make this controversial move, and then at the very end of Batman v Superman, you you tease that he's alive again. That is the dumbest fucking thing you could have done, Zack Snyder. Like I love you and I love your movies and I completely support you because Zack Snyder, you are a god, you make great films. That was a dumb move though. Like you cannot tease you cannot kill someone and then tease that they're coming back in the same movie. It's it's guys, go watch Batman v Superman. Like Superman dies in the last 20 minutes and then at the very like 20 minutes later you see um the ground rise up from his grave indicating that he's alive. I just think that was dumb. So here's kind of what I would have done if I was like the director of the DCEU. I would have killed off Superman and Batman v Superman. But I would have made him come back a couple movies later. I would not have made him come back the next movie. That's what I don't like about Justice League. And guys, we're unfortunately going to get that with Zack Snyder's Justice League too. But dude, I have full confidence that's going to be a great film. But I, I mean, the way the DCEU right now is that you have Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Justice League. That's the three films that are like connected in a chronological story so you kill him off you kill superman off in the second movie and then you bring him back in the third movie i just uh, that's definitely not what i would have done if i was like the director of dceu here's what i would have done i would have i would have i would have made the dc movies into three phases kind of like marvel like dude marvel has it fucking down man like the three all three Marvel phases are great and here's what I like about it the best is their character development. I mean Marvel's never had a problem with character development. Literally in every one of their movies, like the main no matter if you're the main hero or some small character, dude, the, the all the character development is there. Like for example, like in Iron Man, dude, like dude, Pepper is a small role in it. And even she has great character development all through the three Iron Mans. Or, dude, how about Happy Hogan, for instance? He, this guy doesn't have any character development, like, in the first movie. And then at the end of 2019 at Endgame, dude, they, they literally complete an entire story for Happy. You could create an entire fucking spinoff series with Happy or any of the characters in that, for instance. But that's what I'm trying to get to, is that not only is their character development in each single movie perfect it's perfect across the entire three phases of marvel like you can look at any character guys like look at iron man when he started off in 2008 
And then you go through all the movies that he's in up till Endgame in 2019. Look at all that character development. It happens with Iron Man. It happens with Black Widow, who doesn't. She doesn't have her own fucking movie, dude. And 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 in that ten years, Marvel like kind of fucks with her backstory a bit. And then it's just you can see all the things she struggles with. And then like she has a great ending in Endgame, along with Wanda and Vision and. Black Panther, they all, all of the characters in the Marvel Universe, no matter how early or late they started, their character development through the entire phase one, two, and three of Marvel is just beautiful, and it is perfect, and that's what I think the DC Universe should do, like, here's what I would have done, I would have put, I would have put Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Justice League in phase one, and then some other films, right? Like some solo films, and I would have killed soup. I would have killed Superman off in Batman v Superman, and then I would have had Justice League be its own thing. Like I would have not have brought. <clears throat> excuse me. I would have not brought Superman back in the first Justice League. I would have had like, the Justice League, fight Steppenwolf, but without Superman, and then include another character. Like I don't know if you guys know this, but. There is one character missing in Justice League. There's usually seven characters, and there's only six. At least at the end of the film, it's usually five. and It's five the entire movie until Superman comes back to life. But there's only six, so there's room for another one. And, I mean, guys, you, you can literally choose anyone off that, off that seventh spot. I mean, there's so many comics with different Justice League. I personally would have done Martian Manhunter or Green Lantern. I personally would have done one of those two. I don't. Yeah, I'd probably go Martian Manhunter first, just because we already had a Green Lantern film. But dude, a Green Lantern and Justice League, guys, how cool would that have been, right? Like that would have been a great film. Like keep Superman dead, but you still reference him in the movie. Like, and then you can have character development based off that as well. But you have the five characters. You have Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman, Cyborg. And then you have a sixth character. Actually, yeah, without Superman in the film, you only have five. So even if you include another character, which you, which is what they should have done, which would have been Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter. Like, guys, that would have been a great film because if Steppenwolf was actually a badass, like, imagine how hard it would have been for the Justice League to come together, put aside their differences, and then fight Steppenwolf, this fucking badass like he is in the comics, you know? Like, dude, that would have been a great film. And then what I would have done is then give, like, Cyborg and Flash and Aquaman all their solo movies. That's what I would have done. And then I would have put that in Phase 1. And then in Phase 2, I would have, like... I mean, I probably would have given sequels to all the main characters. But... And then I would put a Justice League 2 in there. Kind of like how Marvel did. You have Marvel 1 in Phase 1. Or Avengers 1 and Age in... Oh my god. In Phase 1. And then you have Avengers Age of Ultron, the second Avengers, in Phase 2. This is what I would have done for the DC. I would have put Justice League in Phase 2. The Just Justice League sequel in Phase 2. And I would have had an even bigger, badder villain than fucking Steppenwolf. A harder villain for the Justice League to defeat. So this is where you shoehorn in Superman. Because the Justice League cannot defeat whatever this supposed villain would be. 
And I don't know who I'd put for this villain. I'd either put Brainiac or um, Darkseid. Because Darkseid's just a fucking badass, man. Like, I said this before. He's literally the Thanos of the DC Universe. So, and Brainiac's just a fucking badass, too. But yeah, I would have had Brainiac or uh, Darkseid be the villain in Justice League 2. And then I would have... Then I would have shoehorned the story in where Superman comes back to life. So we have all these films where they, like, Cyborg and all the main characters get their solo film. And then you have a Justice League movie, the first one, where, where they deal without Superman and they come together, like, as a strong link. Not a very strong link because, you know, Superman isn't there. But you come together as the strongest link you can to defeat Steppenwolf. And then you go into Phase 2, and, like, you have this second Justice League movie where, even with all of them combined, they cannot defeat Brainiac or Darkseid without Superman. And that's where you bring in the whole... the whole Superman resurrection scene. So, yeah, sorry for that tangent, but that's... That's what I would have done, and that's kind of what I, in a perfect world, what I wanted to see. But, I mean, you know, that's how it goes. Um, but, yeah. Going back to what I said, back to the Justice League. <laughs> the Justice League. Going back to what I said, Superman is just fucking dumb in this film, man. He's just... This white bread, white cracker superhero that rose from the dead. And guys, to be honest, he's way overpowered in this film. Like, there is no reason why I even see why Superman even needed his other teammates. I really don't. Like, from the few... In the final fight with Superman versus Steppenwolf, dude. For me, the way it directed... Like, it kind of looks like Superman just kind of taken out Steppenwolf himself. I don't understand why this was a Justice League movie. I really don't. Because Superman just kicked his ass the whole time. Like, Superman didn't even have a ding on him. He was way too overpowered in this film. Or, like, you can look at it from a different way. The villain was too underpowered. I don't know. Again, this movie's so fucking badly directed that I can't even tell anymore. But he is the... He is seriously just this super white cracker fucking guy that zips out one-liners and cheesy lines, man. I guys, go watch it. It's terrible. So, here's some of my favorite ones. Um This is when Superman first shows up and he's like right behind Steppenwolf and he says something along the lines of like You know, I'm not a big fan of evil, but I am a big believer but I am a big fan of justice. Something like that. Dude, that's literally Superman's opening fucking line of the final fight. So, yeah. Guys, this is this is the scene where the, the League is already fighting Steppenwolf, but Superman hasn't shown up yet. And then Superman shows up, and he's floating right behind Steppenwolf, and Steppenwolf says something like, yeah, something evil, evil, something this, or something, you know? And then Superman just comes in, and he says... You know, I'm not a big fan of evil, but I am a big fan of justice. 
Guys, I about fucking walked out of the theater when I saw that. I was like, Are you, you gotta be fucking kidding me. He's seriously the fucking whitest white cracker that a Superman could ever be. Like, I know Superman's supposed to be this, like, strong white, like, everything that about America he's supposed to represent. And he's just the fucking whitest thing ever. And then a couple minutes later, he's flying in from somewhere and, um, He's going to punch Steppenwolf, and he's like, Is this guy still bothering you? And it's so badly, like... The audio is so bad. It doesn't even, it doesn't even sound like he's saying it. It sounds like he said it into a microphone from far away. You can tell this was, like, kind of a voiceover, because, one, his fucking... His chin doesn't even move when he says it, so you can tell this was a voiceover. But he's flying down. He's going to punch Steppenwolf, because Steppenwolf's fighting Cyborg or some shit. And he just flies in. He's like, is this guy still bothering you? When I say I cringe, people, I fucking cringed. Like, my toes cringed right up into my fucking shoe. It was god-fucking-awful. It was terrible. And then and then at the end, um, they defeat Steppenwolf, and, they're all, and the League is, like, sitting on this, or standing on this, ledge or whatever and then it's so weird this is also what I didn't like about the film there's just random plants that grow after the whole fight so they literally create a dome like Steppenwolf created a dome over this city and I think they try to radiate it something like that I don't know I don't really care to be honest but at the end like when they defeat Steppenwolf like there's just weird poison ivy vines but they aren't poison they're like they're supposed to be filled with life it literally looks like a looks like a place that dinosaurs would have roamed to be honest it's this big green like village place and superman has the audacity to just look over it and say glad i didn't miss this and i'm like son of a bitch i wish you were dead i really do this is some of the way that like you can just tell whedon tried to make this film more light and funny and better with kids but he just failed in the cringiest possible way there's even this one where he just like him uh superman and cyborg are pulling apart the mother boxes and cyborg or superman just kind of lays on his side he's like i take that back i wish i was dead and i'm like dude i wish you never came back i really oh my god dude Josh Josh Whedon did such a shitty job with Superman. He made him this overpowered fucking white cracker, and it is just god fucking awful. They literally just have this chuckle at the end, and it's guys, it's a terrible film, and I've already said that, but fuck me. I just wish that film was dead. And dude, even even the fans have like restored their faith in Zack Snyder and they're like dude there's even a huge hashtag going around Twitter where it's like wipe the Justice League out of existence I'm like bro do you think that's possible I would love to that would be great yeah so guys that is my um basic overall thing my overall thoughts on the film I know that was a lot but fuck that's a it's just a highly debated fucking movie, man. And there's just so much shit to talk about with it. Because there's so many things wrong with it. And there's so many things that could have been better that just weren't. 
and some of them tried so hard and it just it's just a sorry fucking excuse for a film and definitely a superhero film i know dc doesn't have the best reputation in film but mother of goodness gracious that is just terrible so yeah guys that was that's my overall thoughts on the film if i i told you guys i give a score out of 10 so being like completely nitpicky and all of this i would seriously give it like a one out of 10 i really would coming from a fan stuff coming from a movie critic standpoint it's just it's not the worst film but it's definitely not the worst coming from a movie critic standpoint I would give it a 4 out of 10. I think that's a fair grade. I think I'm kind of being generous here, but there were some things about the film that worked, that kind of made it fun, and that you can at least watch once and say, well, I saw it, I saw it to saw it. So, I mean, that's what I think of it. I cannot wait for Zack Snyder's Justice League, though, guys. It's going to... I am super excited. I don't know if it's going to be good. I mean, I... You know, coming from being a DC fan all my life, like, you tend to get let down very easy, Like, very hard. Like, you get let down with almost every movie with the DC Extended Universe, unfortunately. That's just how it is, man. Like, it's either a really big hit or a really big miss is what I've found. So while I do say I am excited for this film, I do have my concerns, but I am very confident it's going to be 10 times better than the theatrical cut of Justice League. I can promise you guys there it will be, it cannot get any worse than Josh Whedon's League. But when it comes out and I review it with Elijah, I will let you guys know if it is worth watching if it's any good, if it's better than the than the Justice League, I again I think it will. I think it's going to be at least a good to great film. But again, I just I don't have any expectations anymore. I just go in, and it's going to be a good film, a bad film, or it's going to be an okay film. So yeah, guys, stay tuned, and um, I will be reviewing that next week or two weeks from now. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, just be on the lookout for that. And, uh, fuck, I guess I will, I'll see you guys later. Thank you for listening to another episode of Under the Sun. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review to help spread the word. You can also follow Evan for more cool content on Instagram at evan.dixon.22. Until then, we'll see you under the sun. Peace!